Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right, good evening folks. Welcome to The Second City with Joe Donoghue and myself, Baron Cross of Leeds Live. Um... And if you're still awake, it's probably because the adrenaline is still pumping after a, a quite thrilling match, another thrilling match at Villa Park. I think last season we had the 3-0 win, which was thrilling for, for our own reasons, if, if less so for Villa. And then, of course, in the Championship, um, that very, very famous 3-2 win with Kamar Roof right in front of the away fans. Uh, Urense had the honours of that tonight, scoring at that end and then celebrating immediately with just a massive limbs wasn't it I yeah. mean the, the scenes were, were incredible in the away end uh, and ultimately after all the, the fun and games it ended Aston Villa 3 Leeds United 3 a masterclass from Philip Coutinho if we're giving him his absolute due um, ran out of legs a little bit in the second half I think Gerard himself admitting that Coutinho still has got some way to go physically but in that first half when he got ticking he was, he was almost unplayable and Leeds really tried their best and ultimately couldn't shackle him um, uh, we had a red card as well just for, for, for good measure right towards the end just to make the, the final eight minutes of stoppage time a little bit more entertaining um, and thankfully some, some positive performances to write about especially from Daniel James and Rodrigo two players who have come under a lot of fire throughout their Leeds United careers you know, for Rodrigo we're talking you know, well over 12 months now and, and for James in the last few weeks that the pressure has really really mounted on him in that number nine role as, as frustrations have grown with, with Leeds' profligacy in front of goal but tonight thankfully turned up and really came good and as a lot of players do repaid Bielsa's faith um, so we're still sort of in the, in the aftermath of it Joe um, and he's getting on the road fairly shortly but, but a 3-3 there is one of those where the manner of it is sort of what, what really counts and it, it, yeah. it feels like a win and there's a few times I've almost written a win or I've sort of sort of reflected that in our copy it feels like a Leeds win really doesn't it but it is just a point yeah it, it, it's the manner of the, the draw isn't it because you know you, you go 3-1 down towards the, the end of the first half as Leeds did and you start to worry you start to think okay how many is this going to be is this going to be one of those days where the game just entirely gets away from them but no I think fought back really well yeah. um, obviously you asked Bielsa in, in the press conference you know how important the timing was on that Daniel James second goal right on the stroke of half time and then the second half took on a bit of a different complexion. You know, Villa, I, I felt, sat a little bit deeper yeah. and invited a little bit of Leeds pressure. But Leeds weren't sort of throwing the kitchen sink at it, to, 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 so, so to speak. Urente's um, goal, I, I think that's my favourite of the lot, you know, because of... Really? How, yeah, because, because of... Just, it was scrappy, but because it was identical to... Um, to with, with, obviously, Pascal Stroke heading it down... Stroke had, had consecutive yeah, corners, hadn't he, yeah, Stroke, where Stroke corners. was just battering him in the air. Stroke won, won two towering headers, and then the second one was cleared only as far as Urente, and then he sticks it in, and I think right in front of the, the away fans, I mean, the, it, was just, it was just a swarm towards yeah. him, the, the stewards no just trying to hold to it. it back. Um, it was a great picture, uh, which I shared on the, the, the live Leeds United Twitter account of Urente uh, doing a fantastic knee slide and sort of in the background you've got just a mass of limbs just all mm. over the place and you think that's that's what football's about sometimes isn't it yeah. um, but 
yeah, on the whole, I think the manner of it, you know, if, if it had been Leeds who were conceding last, um, yeah. it would have felt if like... Leeds had gone 3-1 up yeah. and drawn 3-3. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And I think that was reflected in Steven Gerrard's press conference, mm. wasn't it? You know, there's a bit of a reflection of how, how entertaining... He was happy, wasn't he? Yeah, a bit of a reflection of how entertaining the game was, but, you know, especially going down to 10 men, happy to, to come away with a point. Yeah, relieved, I think. It, like Joe says, 3-1, it, it really felt like it was going to be one of those nights, I think... You get the you get the goal. I think I think initially Villa started the game the better yeah. and were on top for that first sort of five to eight minutes. And then the Daniel James goal does come against the run of play. But again, it, it's through industrious work by Rodrigo who who hassled and harried Mings and then immediately fed James and James then shows an instinctive striker's finish from inside the box. Exactly what we've been missing from him. And from then on, I mean, Leeds were right in the game. Uh, and at one 0 it, it felt like they could maybe go and get a second goal and really make it quite a special evening. But as I say, Coutinho did eventually get going. He got those legs moving, found a bit of space here and there, and he was toying with the likes of, of Ayling and Llorente when he found space and began pulling the strings. And at 1-1, you think, OK, still a square game. Even at 2-1, you think, OK, Leeds are still in the game, but they can't afford to let that happen again. And then Jacob Ramsey almost scores an identical goal um, with his second completely unmatched run. I mean... At least in the first instance, Click was trying, but in the second instance, Ramsey was just was just clear, and Melier and Stroik didn't really have much of a chance, really. And at three-one, with with eight minutes to go until half-time, or even less, perhaps. I think it was was it eight minutes to go after the second Villa goal. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. It, it did feel very. It did feel a short period of time between the second goal and the. Um, We're in the press box for journalists. We're doing a live Facebook video. So our, we're doing a live Facebook video. Okay. Um, sorry about that, folks. Uh, security just quite rightly checking why there's two random blokes in the stands at 11 o'clock at night. Um, I forgot I lost my train of thought completely. Uh, it, it was something like eight minutes before yeah, so half-time. Wh- whatever it was, it felt quite frantic. And, and at 3-1, it felt like you know, Leeds were almost dead and buried. It felt like they were sinking without a trace. The goals were coming that thick and fast. With three goals without reply, Villa scored at that stage. And you really were, were quite worrying, to be honest, yeah, and yeah. thinking, OK, this is going to be one of those damage limitation evenings where you're thinking, OK, you know, can they get away with 4-1? Can they make it 3-2 before the 90 minutes is out? And, and watch Steven Gerrard run off down the, down the sidelines, smiling and celebrating. But, but thankfully, Dan James somehow beats <laughs> six-foot-five Tyra Mink from underneath his armpit. He had absolutely no right to score that goal. And... Villa switched off really you know, they were through and up and I think they were guilty of being a bit overconfident and um, it was a lead set piece initially wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it came from nothing and Click and Rodrigo just fashioned yeah. something from nothing yeah. and James basically <coughs> heads it in from a yard I mean I've got a theory about that <coughs> I think Daniel James is able to win a header between Tyrone Mings and Eddie Buendia because he is so small because Wendia and Mings have gone for the same ball yeah. they've cannoned each off each other and the ball has fallen and he's, he's and on like the third part of the exactly, jury exactly yeah and he's been the one in the <laughs> middle and he's been able to just just force it in with the, the slightest of touches but Massive I mean goal, it? again it was, it was good work by, by Click and Rodrigo in the build up you know just to, to be tying those passes together inside the penalty area it's exactly what they did for the first goal mm. for James as well they, they hassled some, some, some sloppy defending I think from, from Villa mm. uh, complacent um, and Rodrigo was able to find um, from James inside the area. It's a nice finish. I thought they dovetailed so well tonight, Click and Rodrigo. Yeah. I mean, we did our, we did our um, chosen 11s yesterday, and I got a bit of heat for putting Click and Rodrigo in the middle. A lot of people saying that you know, that midfield would go missing and it wouldn't work. And 
To be fair, as soon as people said it, I did think, yeah, probably I have been a little bit too loose with the, with the middle of the park there, but it worked tonight. I mean, Villa had their moments, as we see. Jacob Ramsey did have a lot of space, especially in the first half. But generally, across the 90 minutes, those two worked together so well, yeah. and Click did about did just about do enough to kind of assert some control over the over the middle of the over the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Um, and in an attacking sense, they were both brilliant. Yeah, I think they were much better going forwards than they were coming back. Though. Yeah. Um, I think, Jake, Jake, I mean, we know Jacob Ramsey's kind of one of these breakout players in the Premier League this season, but tonight him and Coutinho dovetailed very well as mm. well. I mean, I know people haven't come to the Leeds United live page to hear that, but <laughs> I mean, it was... It, it was say what those, we see, say what we see. It was, it was one of those games where you, you recognised a £142 million player on the pitch in front of you. Can't believe um, that's just crazy when you think about that. And yeah, it, it, he, he was very good. Uh, but it, it's credit to Leeds and credit to Leeds on a night where Rafinha wasn't on hot form that they were yeah. able to come back, they were able to rally. There were lots of redeemable performances from, from the lads there. And you've got to think, looking ahead to the weekend, Everton losing 3-1 to Newcastle last night. Again, you know, Newcastle looking looking on the up, but there's still no great shakes. No. Um, and if Everton have, have used up their bounce on that Brentford FA Cup mm. win, then if Leeds bring that intensity to, to Goodison Park, I think you have to be putting them at least in the shout with being sort of favourites for, for that one. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. A point tonight. As we've said, Llorente was uh, was the only goal of the second half, a much more guarded second half. As Joe says quite rightly, uh, Villa Villa were much more diligent with their defending. There was a lot less space for Leeds, and right from the right from the restart, Leeds were were dominating possession and camped on the edge of the Villa box. But yeah, they had two banks of four or five there, um, soaking up pressure, and they didn't really allow a lot of space in that second half for Leeds to get in behind. And apart from those set pieces where Llorente did smash home. There was one moment I remember again where Rodrigo was alert and picked up a loose ball, which Villa weren't expecting, and, and fed yes. Click, yeah, yeah. which I loved. I, I, kind of, I was thinking, right, he's going to hit it here. <laughs> but he played this beautiful reverse passage, Click, that composure, that moment where you think that's why you're an international footballer, and Click uh, shot straight at Martinez, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, you come away 3 3. The red card doesn't make me feel as though Leeds should have gone and won, won the game. It, no. the, the red card was quite late and Leeds were out on their feet by then. I mean, Ailing had cramp, Click had cramp before he went off. Forshaw came on quite late and normally a late sub would suggest how happy Bielsa is with the team that's out on the field. Um, I mean, we'll, let, let's talk about Rafini before we finish because yeah. that is one of the other talking points. And I think, it, if anything, it's... Um, what's the word? Um, praise for... It says a lot about what the what, what the rest of the team did. Yeah, that they scored three definitely. goals away from home in a an entertaining three three draw, and their best player was was pretty anonymous to be honest. I mean, I gave him a five. I mean, he just he tries he might. I mean, even at the end there, there was one moment where he burst in behind down the right channel. And you're thinking, all right, okay, get to yeah. the byline, get it in, and he kicked it out of play. Another moment where he he, he tried to do a, a pirouette on the edge of his own box and gave it gift to Luca Dina, which which gifted them a chance. And you're kind of thinking it's just. Obviously, through no fault of his own, and he's got a lot of credit in the bank. And is we're talking by we're talking from very very high standards that he didn't just have one of his games, did he? And thankfully, they still yeah. they still go and score three goals, and Rodrigo and James sort of fill, sort of step into the void, as it were. Yeah, an off night, I think, is the best way you can put it because you know it, it was an off night. Things just didn't mm. fall for him. They didn't. He's only human, him. after all. You know, the, he, he, I looked at um, sort of the number of touches he had at the first half. He had forty touches during the first half, really? which I was like. How is that possible? I feel like I've seen him on the ball three or four times. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it would have been a lot worse if he'd had an off night and Leeds had lost. But Massively, yeah. You know, a point, a good point away from home. Not an easy place to come where there's lots of goals. I think Villa have scored 20 times at home this season now. 
Um, so Harrison was quite on the periphery as well. I think. I mean, I, I don't think that said yeah. more about the actual shape of the game and that it did just come down that middle channel. It yeah. was very much like a three v three in the middle with yeah. with Robin Cock also being involved, and it was just a, a slugfest really with <laughs> with the centre backs doing what they could. Yeah, the, the wide players didn't really get involved in. Do they actually deserve a bit of credit, the, the Leeds wingers? I mean, I, I reflected on this. Harrison, like I say, was a little bit on the periphery, but he actually deserves a lot of credit for... He kept Matty Cash absolutely mm. silent and, and very, very attentive to, to Matty Cash. And yeah. I think it, it can be um, a hazard of the job, I suppose, playing as a winger, is that in that you, you can sometimes not get credit for, for, the, for mm. jobs like that and that it was it was quite important that you kept... Because a, a lot of Villa's traffic was via Luca Dean, really, which which, again, was sort of... Proved to, to, to how much Rafinha doesn't like defending. Yeah, I mean, I'd say Harrison tonight, I, I thought technically he was very good. There was one occasion where he, he received a diagonal ball and he, he took it immediately on the touch and beat his man with mm. his first touch. And I thought, that's great. And then that's Harrison at his best. With the second touch, he ran into trouble. And I thought, <laughs> it's Harrison at his worst. worst. <laughs> and I thought, that's, the, that's just the, what, what, you, what you want to see. And then, you know, something which squanders the opportunity. But I thought the endeavour was there, the intelligence was there. Um, especially the, the work rate because tonight they will have covered some serious yards yeah they were out on the feet it tonight. was end to end to end to end honestly I, I felt tired just live blogging yeah it, I mean it, it was a thrilling game and a, a very tiring um, I heard the BBC Leeds lads, lads mention that it was a good point that Everton obviously played last night so they will have an extra day's rest compared to Leeds so we'll see what happens we know Leeds have got good engines but they have got options like Forshaw that can come into the side now. Um, Gelhart's fresh coming off the bench, if you'd imagine, at the weekend. Very much so, very much so. Um, we'll wrap up with the league table. So, Leeds are now level on points with Brentford, one place above them, but have two games in hand. So, Brentford, who are a side who are considered to have had a, a brilliant season, oh, there's been no talk of relegation for Brentford. Well, Leeds are now level on points with them, as I say, with two games in hand. Leeds just two points behind 13th place Crystal Palace with a game in hand on Patrick Vieira's side. So the league table is looking a little better tonight. I'd say that Leeds only picked up a point tonight. Um, Norwich matched them. Norwich got a point, but Norwich, I think, have played a game more than Leeds, I Norwich believe. Norwich have played a, uh, a game more, yeah. Um, and, of course, Everton is, is the big story at the moment. They're, they're dropping like a stone. They're now four points behind Leeds with a game in hand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but we are looking upwards. I mean, Leeds are only three points behind Leicester, but they have played two games more than the Foxes. Here, so we think that Leicester should recover some points uh, despite their poor form. I mean, if you want to put it like this, Villa are 11th on 27 points, Leeds are 15th on 23, and then Everton are 16th, so one place below, and they're four points behind Leeds. So the same difference between Leeds and Villa to, um, to, to Everton and Leeds, which is one place. So Leeds are closer to Southampton in 10th, closer to Southampton yeah. in 10th, than they are Norwich in 18th, which um, is probably the, the nicest bottom line to leave it on. Um, Joe? Thank you for your company on this, you. on this short video. Yeah. Thank you for joining, folks. I know it's quite late at night and most of you are going to hit the sack. Think about us on the roads and trying to dodge these uh, diversions, which is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Saturday, we're on the road again, Goodison Park. Um, we all know the narrative there. It's going, to get, it's going to get washed out completely in the next couple of days before that one. Um, but as I say, join us both there um, for another post-match video where hopefully we're reflecting on the lead to win that time. Um, but for now, good evening and we'll see you then.